Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. minutes late tonight, but it's, it's all right. Here we go. Stand by. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Brother David. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, please. Yes, I've had lots of frustrating things, but I've just got over in all. <laughs> That's why I'm well, a little bit late. Hey, brother, it worked out perfect because I was going to be late. I ordered some food for my brother who's here, and the Gojek driver was late, but Brother, you gave me just the correct amount of time. I'm good to go now. Um, well, the, well, the Lord gave you the correct amount amen of to time. That. I'll take it. I sure will. Everybody, welcome yeah. aboard. We're excited to be here. Uh, today is, wow, Thursday already, July 27, 2023. We're going to kick off our three-show marathon today. We've got Pastor David Measures coming to you from Leicestershire, England. Brother David, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I will do, yes. Father God, I thank you, Lord. Lord, we can just quieten ourselves before you, Lord. Lord, the busyness of the time and the day, Lord, and and frustration, Lord, of of people, Lord, and Lord, is not with you, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, that, uh, Lord, we just come before you, Lord, into your presence, Lord, and hear your voice this day, Lord. I pray, Father God, Lord, for those who are listening and those who are speaking, Lord, that it will be all done according to your plan, Lord. And I pray, Father God, God, it's helped some people today, Lord, by what is said this day, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I say amen to that. Everybody, welcome, and Brother David, the mic is yours. Okay, well, I just want to give a little few words on about the principalities and powers. Because we do know that our battle is not against flesh and blood, as it says in Ephesians, which we'll read later, but against the principalities and powers. Now, 
what are the principalities and powers? And uh, I've just got one or two scriptures here. And the one I've got is in Ephesians chapter 3. And it is verse 8 to 13 says, To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach amongst the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages had been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. To intend that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we are boldness across with confidence through faith in him. Therefore I ask you, you do not lose art of my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Well, we see here, this scripture, it says that, uh, that the, to the intent, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. By the church is going to demonstrate the wisdom of God and to, uh, to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. So in other words, that we're going to control the principalities and powers. Now, we will look later on how we're going to do that. Because, you know, everybody's battle in, in mankind is, is against the principalities and powers. Well, if we go to Ephesians chapter 1, we'll have a look at that there. Again, it talks about the principalities and powers it's in verse 15 to 22. No, we'll read from 19. To 22. And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name which is named, not only in this age, but also that is the age to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So, Positionally, the church had been placed with Jesus far above every principality and power. Well, are we living in that? That is the thing. And again, in Ephesians 2, verse 6, it says, um, I'll read from verse Four, actually, 2 verse 4 But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so you see over every principality and power and again, the last scripture I'm going to read is in Ephesians 6, and we all know it. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So there's more than one thing here. There's against the principalities and the powers. And against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places and the darkness of this age. There are four things that we are battling against. Principalities, one, 
powers, two, rules of darkness, three, and spiritual those of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, the, he didn't just say it was one thing. There's four things that we are, are battling with. Well, first of all, it's the principalities and powers. Now, I want to say about, talk about the principalities and powers. And uh, a principality is ruled by the fallen angels. They can have a stronghold over an area because of sin. Now, remember in Sodom and Gomorrah, they were all involved in sexual morality and homosexuality and everything that the towns are involved in today. And yet only Lot managed to escape with his family and even his wife looked back and she returned into a pillar of salt, as you would know if you read the scriptures. But what this principality has been given rights by the sin. The sin over a certain town, over a certain building, over a certain family, over a certain church, puts in place a principality. Satan's fallen angels. That's what the fallen angels are, the principalities and powers. They are not the demons. They are the principalities and powers that lead you into all sin. But you see... Sin has been it's been given a right there, which makes it a principality, because of the uh, what is what is going off in that area, what is going off in somebody's household or or church or or town or whatever. And we see this town of Sodom and Gomorrah. There was a principality over there. And whatever they did, they couldn't break through it. Why? Because the people wanted it. Now, we could have principalities over certain towns today because people will say to me, I've been over to this town and it's, it's full of LGBT, which is getting like it everywhere in, in Colville and, and Leicestershire and England. But because of the people's sins, because the people want it, because even those who are supposed to be Christians are agreeing with it, it is given rights to a principality over that area. And no matter what you try to break through, you know, it is very difficult. And sometimes God will get to a point where he says, look, I'm going to destroy that, destroy that town. I'm going to destroy that city. I'm going to destroy that country because of their sin. Now, praise God, he doesn't do it because it, it, uh, for a time that he's it, got some faithful Christians in the place and he's not going to do it if he can find four or five or six, um, whatever the number is, Christians who believe in God. He's not going to destroy it for ten people. He's not going to destroy it for five people. But, you know, there's a time when God has to give up on the place. And we see this in, in different towns in England and, and wherever you are, I'm sure, that there is a, a sin over that town and whatever you do, it, it, it seems to be getting stronger. But God has not destroyed that town yet. But eventually, unless they change, God will destroy that town. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It'll destroy Georgia or Atlanta or England or London or whatever. If the people want that, the people fully want 
um, the, the sin that they're, they're doing. I mean, in, in England, I mean, a lot of the sin is that people just do not believe in God at all. And that is an evil sin. But I was talking to a gentleman last night. He would not accept Jesus no matter what. He's not interested, he said. Not very interested. He's just going to look forward to a suntan in hell. He doesn't realize what he said, but he was a very serious man. And it, this man was, uh, uh, you could say, he was uh, quite intellectual and things like that. But, you know... The Bible says that God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. But I tried everything with him, and he still did not want to do it, because he had said to him, you're full of pride. You will not bow to Jesus. Well, there's a lot of people like that. And uh, you almost feel as though you're giving up on these people. Because when will they do? What does God have to do to that town? And we can see judgment is coming uh, slowly upon people of the world. We're seeing it at this moment with all the the um, climate change and, and what is happening and how hot it's getting and people uh, dying and being frizzled up, as you might say, because of the, the heat that is coming, but they still will not turn to God. Now, in this place here, it, it says here, these angels were under the judgment of God. Uh, it says, the principality ruled by the fallen angels can have a strong, such a strong hold over an area because of sin, as it was in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah, which we said, and there could be only one solution that was utter destruction. These angels are under judgment of the Lord, bound to continue to be bound in everlasting chains under darkness in the lower heavens. To be in chains means you cannot go into the presence of the Lord. And even though they are in chains, it does not mean they cannot operate in this world. No, these angels are under everlasting darkness, never to go into the presence of the Lord. The scripture is not referring to the point of view that somehow these fallen angels are not active, but just that they will never be able to get into God's presence ever again. Now, if you continue to be wanting to follow Christ, uh, uh, sorry, the devil, and you, you will not uh, refuse him all the while, then, then quite honestly, you're not going to get into the presence of God. I do believe there's a time when God will shut you out, which he did to all these people here. There was no chance for them. It had to be utter destruction. We see it. With, with Noah and the time of Noah, when they did not believe, but Noah was saved. And we also see it in this, this time with Lot. Lot was saved, but everybody else was destroyed. Now, when we think about the principalities and powers, we, we know that what I'm saying is right, because Daniel noticed this. Daniel said in, in Daniel chapter let me just find it. In Daniel chapter 10, 12 to 13 says, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel. This is when Daniel was praying. For from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. 
and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. So you see, there was a principality. Uh, God wanted to bring um, the the answer in prayer back to, to Daniel, but he couldn't get back. And the, the, the principality withstood him uh, for many days. And he said, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. So you see, there was a principality put up there. And it was obviously holding people in bondage. But Daniel was praying, fasting and praying. And eventually uh, he got through because Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help him. And, and he said, for I've been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now Daniel at that time was part of the world, was in the Babylonian Empire, which was under the Persian rule of King Cyrus. So you see, over that area of the Babylonian Empire, there was a principality through the sin of the Persian Empire. But Daniel was in there and he was praying but he couldn't get his answer until Michael came and fought for him to get bring an answer back. And he said, note that it was the prince of Persia, not the prince of Babylon. He was in Babylon, but it was a, under the rule of the Persian king. So even though he was in Babylon, it was the Persian rule of the king, King Cyrus, that withstood him. Thus showing us we need to pray for those who rule over us, as they have the direct influence over controlling spirits that cover our nations. And you can say that with your government. We, we can say it with our government. We have a government which is far from a godly government. And then we've got a monarch. And, uh, you know, I don't think he's as righteous as he could be but it's the same with everybody's nation so you've got people who rule over you and they bring in the, the principalities now daniel set his heart to understand and to humble himself only did the heavenly before the heavenly messenger came it is apparent there was a prince over that nation the Bible refers to the spirit of disobedience of the spirit, the prince of the power of the air, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Daniel at that time was in the principality of Persia, which is now modern-day Iran. Yet, like I said, Daniel was living in Babylon, which is the present-day Iraq, where he was living under the authority of Cyrus, king of Persia. So he was in Iraq, but it was under the principality of Persia because they conquered Babylon. Now, Scripture tells us that Daniel was by the great river Tigris at the time of this vision, which shows through present-day Iraq. But in Daniel 10, verse 20, it says, Do you know why I have come? This was the... Um, Michael I believe it was and now I must return to fight the prince of Persia so he'd already come to bring him answers but now he's got to go back to fight the prince of Persia for when I've gone forth indeed the prince of Greece will come now as you know uh, the Persian empire was uh, conquered by the Greek empire 
So now we see a different principality that's took over. And this can happen with, if something comes out, if you, your town, say, is uh, under the principality of, uh, of um, Freemasonry or Spiritism, and the Spiritism Church is very much strong, and people wanting that and the worshiping that sort of stuff, then it was given over to that. But maybe something more stronger will come over, just like we have today with this LGBT, which is a defiling principality, and it's getting stronger in every nation. And people complain about it, but we have the pride marches in every town in England now, as though somehow everybody should accept it. And if you refuse it to, to accept it, they'll say that you're homophobic or something like that, or racist, or call you something bad, just because you're standing for the truth. But they, because of the sin of the people, what I'm saying is the sin of the people that if there's enough of it, uh, believing and doing the same sin, you invite a principality over your area. We obviously we see that with the, when the, the man in the tombs, because he begged that they would not send him out of the area. He said, "Do not send us into pigs. Don't send it. Let us go out. Why? Because he was frightened of the principality that was ruling him. So the messenger angel was sent to answer Daniel's prayer. He needed help, but it was only the archangel Michael who could uphold him, because Michael is the archangel who covers and protects God's people, and Daniel was a Jewish and also a believer. Now the prayers of the church help the message of the Lord to bring down the victory. These scriptures are an indicator to the battle that is raging in the spiritual realm. And for each one of us Christians, there is a battle in the spiritual realm. And yet that first scripture that I read in Ephesians, uh, I think it was verse Ephesians 3, it says, God who created all things through Christ Jesus to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. So God has given the church the ability to just take on these principalities and to, to virtually dis demolish them. But we're not seeing that. So there's something wrong again, because God's word cannot lie. So what is wrong? How is the church going to be made manifest uh, to, to, to the principalities and powers? Now, we'll get to that in a few moments. But we see this all through the time in Daniel when he was fighting these principalities, because, you know, after after um, the Persian Empire came the Greek Empire, and then there came the, the Roman Empire. Now, the Romans conquered the Greeks, 
as you know, so now we've got a stronghold and a principality of Rome that's ruling. Now, this is the same in the spiritual realm as it was in the natural realm, and and uh, he was showing us here uh, in this book of Daniel that how the principalities rule and bring the, that stronghold of sin over the place wherever you are. Now, what about your town? What is the principality over your town? Is it Jesus or is it something else? What is the main sin that's happening in your town? In some towns, like I said, it, it is spiritism. Some town, towns you can feel the effect of homosexuality. Even when you go in the town, you can just feel its effect. And uh, unbelief may be somewhere in ruling principality in your town we don't know what it is but you need to find out what it is because the fact of it is what whatever it is that god has given us the ability to deal with it and to deal with the principalities and powers and it's not just it is a stronghold it's satan's angels fallen angels that is put over that area they are not demons they are the principalities. The fallen angels are the principalities and powers. And the hosts of wickedness are the demons. So, when we look at this now, we have to ask ourselves, what, what is controlling our church? What is the, uh, it may be the spirit of Jezebel that's allowed to let loose in the church. Now, Jesus did have that problem. Uh, in the book of Revelation, if you remember, it said, just try and find it. I think it's in Revelation chapter 2. And it said, um, Revelation chapter 2, it says, Nevertheless, I have a few things against you, because you are that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants, commit sexual morality, and things sacrificed to idols. So you see, the church here, they were allowing this Jezebelic spirit over their church. Now, what was causing it, we don't know, but Jezebel's spirit is in a lot of things. But we got this principality up there of Jezebel. Now, whatever your church is, or whatever is in your family, or whatever is your town, uh, is a, is, is a stronghold. Now, we even in a little town where we live, um, in Leicestershire, and it's a small town, but they have pride marches, and the people go out there to wave and dance along with them. Even they may not be gay, but they they accept it. So they don't accept the church if it was. No, but they'll accept the sin. And so therefore it is being given rights. And if you challenge it, you're in the wrong. And if you say it's against God, well, they're not bothered about that. So how can we deal with it then? 
How can the church be made manifest? What is the intent of the manifold wisdom of God that might be made known to the church, to the principalities and powers in heavenly places? So what is it the church has got, that God's mystery, right, for the, for the church alone to show that we have the, the rule, we have the rule over it, the principalities, we're in charge of them, they're not in charge of us. Well, I want to say, quite honestly, I believe that God has given something to the church, which the church, I've spoke about a few times, ignores. And because they ignore it, then they come under the authority of that principality. But if we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it tells us about a woman should have power or assign a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels, the dark angels. She needs authority and power over the dark angels. But the women today in the church don't see that. They think that they can just dress like anything else and, and they don't have to cover their head. They don't have to submit to their leadership or their husbands. They do not have to submit to God. So therefore they can do whatever they want. But the fact of it is a woman doesn't understand that she has got no authority at all over the powers of darkness. In the church whether she's Christian or not, she has no authority and no no power over the fallen angels. And we don't matter who they are, matter whether they're a great preacher or whatever they are, makes no difference because God says a woman should cover her head when she prays because of the angels. She should have power on her head because of the angels. Now, this is this power that we've got to have over the fallen angels. Uh, it does not mean she's got to walk around all day long like that, but when you come to prayer, the woman should take her rightful place and have the power over the angels that's uh, ruling over what you're praying about. And I do believe that when women who do this and obey the scripture do say that suddenly they feel very powerful. But if only the church could get it. They listen to it, they agree with you, but they don't do it. I mean, somebody came to our church and the gentleman said, oh, my wife believes in head covering, she believes you should cover her head. So I said, oh, does she? She said, yeah. I said, well, why didn't she cover her head this morning then? Oh, well. She didn't do it, no, no. Otherwise, oh, well, she don't believe it then, does she? She says she believes it, but she don't do it, so she don't believe it. Now, you've got to act out what you believe, because the devil and his angels are watching all the time, and they know whether you believe it or not. And so I do believe that, quite honestly, a woman has got authority over that. And I do know, since I've been preaching this, that I've saw more miracles. And whatever people say against me and challenge me and things, I always come out on top. Why? Because I'm in line with God. The people might not like what to say, but it makes no difference whether they like it or not. 
The fact of it is, I stand for the word of God, and I believe Shannon does as well. But we have people who come on, and women who come on, and they preach even on Amiga Man Radio, and they still don't teach it. Don't you think a woman should be teaching it? Why should a man have to teach it? Shouldn't a woman teach it? It's what they don't do. So it's showing you they have no, they have no control over the principalities and powers. Now, we're in a battle, people. We're in a spiritual battle. The church is in a spiritual battle. And we need to get ourselves right with God. And if you're going to win this battle, then we must be right with God. You can't hang fast and loose with God by his word or whatever you think. You're either going to obey it or you're not going to obey it. You've got to be rebellion or you're going to be in obedience. And if you're in rebellion, it's the same as witchcraft. But the church don't like to think they're involved in witchcraft, but they actually are. We've got a church which is full of witchcraft. Why? Because they're not obeying the word of God. So, this is how the mystery, it says, the mystery, and it comes down to it every time, the mystery that God has given to the church to make an exhibition of the principalities and powers. And it's through the prayer by a woman covering her head and being right by the Lord. A woman is showing that she's got authority over the dark angels. And a woman that does not cover her head, whoever she may be, or however many they are, they have not got authority over the principalities and powers. And they're praying against the principalities and powers, and many of them becoming sick, and many of them are dying, and many of them getting cancer, and many got in so many different problems. Why? Because they're wide open to the powers of darkness. And they don't realize they're taking on fallen angels. They're not a demon. They're the fallen angels. Remember, one angel of God killed 175,000 people. Now, if one angel can kill 175,000, yet there's still angels, but they're the fallen angels, just look how much damage that one fallen angel can do. Just one fallen angel. It's not a demon. We'll talk about it another time. It's the principalities. And yet you're taking, trying to take on the principalities with no protection whatever. And so therefore, the church are praying and they're getting worse off. It'd be better if they never even prayed at all. Because not to pray at all is better than to pray in rebellion. You can always find something to cover your head. You know, sometimes some people just get a piece of, I don't know, they'll go and grab some grass and put over the head or something. Anything to cover the head in certain places. But in the church today, they think that they can do what they want and then they come in the copper and prayers are not getting answered. The people are praying all the while and yet we're getting no fruit, no lasting fruit, no power, no strength in the church, no miracles, and this is where they are. So it's time to look at this again in this scripture here, and I'm just going to go back to it. It says, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, well, that's wonderful, isn't it, might be made known by the church, by the church, 
to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. And this is God's manifold wisdom. And yet, a lot of the church do not want his manifold wisdom. God knows how to beat these principalities and powers. In fact, Satan was a covering angel. As we go to Ezekiel chapter 28, I wasn't going to say this, but we can look at it as uh, just to finish off a little bit. In Ezekiel 28, it says that Satan was the covering angel. It says in 28 verse 14, it said, You were the anointed cherub who covers. So the Satan, this is Satan. You were the anointed cherub who covers the uncharged covering. He walked back and forth to my fiery stones. And yet in verse 16 it says, I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Because rebellion was found in him. But you can see what he was. He was a covering angel. He gets everybody out of cover now. And he talks to you, whispers in your ear, you don't have to do that sort of thing, that's too religious. You don't want to be religious, you're a Christian. Why be religious, they're trying to say. The devil would do all those sort of things, but God says in his word that a woman should cover her head. And because God's wisdom is greater than man's wisdom and greater than Satan's wisdom as well. This is what the, the, the manifold witness of God, the wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. And it's time, however many times I preach it, and it's in whichever way I come round to it, and the time when you listen to Shannon as well, you know Shannon speaks on this, and yet we have people who are honouring Shannon all the while, and yet they don't. They don't honour you, Shannon, because they don't believe what you say. They don't do what you say. And it's the same with me. People are just with their words, but they don't honour what you say. And so, therefore, when somebody brings a revelation to the church, it's time the church started obeying it. Now, it doesn't matter to me whether people want to listen to me or not. That makes no difference. It's a simple message. But I'm saying that if you want authority over the principalities and powers in your town, in your area, in your church, then you need to get right with God and to pray. And only two were needed to pray. Only two in my name, God will answer the prayers. So that's all I want to say, really, is that we have got potentially authority over all the principalities and powers if we are willing to do it in jesus name amen brother david i back you up 100 percent. that's what the word of god says let the word of god be true every man yep. a liar the hair is your glory you cut your hair ladies you're cutting off your glory and the scarf over the hair is the uh covering Covers your yeah, glory. you protect your protection. So long hair and a scar—that is God's order of things, and that means also that you're submitting to the headship of the Lord Jesus Christ and His order for creation. Christ is head of the church; the man is the head of the woman. And when you pray to God uncovered, uh, 
you're in rebellion to the word of God. When you pray, you're speaking to God. When you prophesy, you're speaking for God. Ladies, he wants your head covered. When you're done, take it off. If this was only hair only, then how would it be possible to have only long hair when you pray and prophesy? Then when you're done, have short hair. That It's not talking just about the length of the hair only. It's talking about that as your glory and then the covering that goes over the head. And you do this because of the angels. We're in rebellion in the church of God. That's why we're suffering like we are uh, across the, uh, the spectrum in most churches. And uh, I don't think 1% are even doing it by the book today in America. Shannon, have you read, have you read um, Isaiah chapter 4? Uh, refresh read me. Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4, down to 6, and okay. you'll see it again there if you want to read it, or should I read it? Isaiah chapter 4, down, repeat again. Four, chapter 4, down 4 to 6. Okay, here we go. Isaiah 4 says, When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night, for upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat, and for a place of refuge, and for a covert, a covering from storm and from rain. Yes. Wow. You see, in the New, New International Version, for instance, it's not what we're reading, but it does say a canopy, but similar thing. And uh, and then uh, over all the glory shall be a canopy. And in the New King James, it says over all the glory shall be a covering. Now, a woman's hair is a, a glory. But there shall be a covering. But in the King James, which Shannon's read, uh, which is a much better version than this here, is over all the glory shall be a defense, a protection. Mm, I like that. So a woman has not no protection. Absolutely. And, folks, and, and and it said and there will be a tabernacle in the daytime from the heat, probably from that means probably from the, the wrath of God, and for place of refuge and a shelter from the storm and the rain. And Baal, God Baal was known as the God of the storm and the rain. So he's the mm. one who causes all the the problems in that. And it's a, it, it'll be shelter from the devil. It's a be defence. And we, the women has got no defence. They're praying with no defense. Absolutely. You're Do you sending think a... these, these, these principalities and powers are not going to hit back? Of course they're going to hit back. That's right. You're sending a signal into the spirit world that you're not subject to the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. You're in disobedience, which is rebellion, rebellion, which is, is the sin of witchcraft. And uh, you are going to open yourself up for attack, as, doc, as Brother David Measures just mentioned. Uh, well, what he's saying really, Shannon, here, you'll be better if you're an unbeliever. Because the unbelievers are not going to get attacked. But you and your natural are going to get attacked because you're trying to take on the powers of darkness and you're not covered. This is very serious, folks. And uh, I know we're running out of time, but when I was in 1887 with my grandfather on a mission trip, that was really the first time I saw people applying, complying with the Word of God. I looked out over that audience. There's probably... 500 or 1,000 people, maybe 1,000 actually, and uh, most of the ladies there had their hair covered. I'd never seen anything like that uh, at at that level before. Some of the old timers did it in the church, but today you even mention this and um, 
spirits rise up in people. Jezebel is one of them. Jezebel hates the head covering. We've done deliverance before. And a friend of mine, Charlie Costello, did deliverance and asked the lady to put a head covering on, and she did. And the Jezebel manifested and said, take that blankety-blank thing off. And I uh, personally did deliverance for the man who had 13 spirits of Jezebel. And it's because he yeah. was coming under a female pastor. And the Jezebel spirit manifested him. And I said, hey, Jezebel, what do you hate about the head covering? Why do you hate it so much? The demon answered back, Brother David, because I want to be their covering. Yeah, I can agree on that. I agree they would do that, yeah. Demons don't always lie, folks. They didn't lie to Jesus when they answered him correctly that my name is Legion. For we are and You see, the thing is, Shannon, you, what you're saying, and I've said it, and what you're saying is absolutely true, but I wonder how many women are listening to this today and they're still carrying on on their own sweet way. It's a spirit of rebellion. Now, if you will humble yourself, and that's another thing that this does, that shows you're humbling yourself before Christ, and you're coming under his protection folks you may begin to get some answered prayer for areas that were not being answered before because we're in right relationship to God and obeying his word we ought to obey the word of God and so um, brother David great message today before we close what shall yes, we title Shannon, this? I just want to say that when I have spoke on this before in the past on Amiga Man Radio I've had quite a number of emails sent me from ladies who said I've started to do that Pastor David and wow my prayers are being answered all the time prayers have been wanting to vote they're being answered wow. and I feel so much power she said and I've only put a scarf on when I pray but I feel so much power and I've said well you will do because this is what God says take the uh, head covering and glory challenge and let us know uh, about the breakthroughs that you begin to experience because we're yeah. in obedience to the word of God. Obedience is better than sacrifice, it says. Um, Brother David, what shall we title this for the archive? Th- uh, yes, I'll give you a title, but I think the ladies who are listening who are taking that up, they she should test it out. Test it out for a fortnight. Test it out and see the difference. And then when you see a difference, tell Shannon. Amen. Yeah, that would be good. Send him an email or something. To the manifold, he said here, this first scriptures, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the principalities and powers. So let's name it something off there, the manifold wisdom of God. I like it. Brother David, how can people contact you and uh, support your ministry? Well, they can support me with, uh, which I'll be very much appreciated if they can afford to do it these days. And uh, I've got a, a PayPal account uh, on my website, and my website is dwmmi.org. And on there, I've got a PayPal account, and also you can pay by card. And on there, you can buy books or DVDs and whatever you want to get. I've got some teachings on this subject and other subjects as well and I've got a very good website showing many miracles and you know I've seen more miracles I think probably than most people and it's only because of what I believe because I've got the Holy Spirit the same as everybody else has but I've seen more miracles than most people ever see and by the grace of God and it's not because I'm anything special it's because God is special and I believe what he says and I do what he says so therefore miracles they turn up so it's dot org. 
and uh, of a church which is yesterday, today and forever in the middle of uh, Leicestershire, England and um, that's on my website as well so yeah, God bless you for listening and uh, I'm, I know God will I know things will happen to you I can guarantee things will happen to you if you obey the scriptures Amen Powerful word today yeah. Brother David, see you in a fortnight God bless you Shannon See yes. you then brother Bye for now God bless you Bye bye That was David Measures Okay, let's get our next broadcast going